Now, today is officially, right, the new year. Uh, you, know, you know how it is, at the beginning of each year, we tend to, to make what we know as resolutions. You know, most people, you know, like, uh, things that you want to accomplish, things that you could not do in 2020, you want to do it. You look forward to 2023 and say, I would love to do this resolution. Maybe I want to get in shape better. I want to eat healthier. I want to st- stop smoking. Or maybe I want to travel more in this year. These things, we, we know, we call them resolution, year's resolution, plans, goals that we love to accomplish in the new year. And it's interesting because you can Google that and they, Google will give you a list of things that normally people would love to do in 2023. Perhaps one of those goals for you is to travel more, uh, you know, uh, to eat healthier. You know, everybody now with the organic things because you realize that we're killing our, ourselves with some of the food that we eat. So we made those plans. Maybe I can just, you know, take a new hobby or something like that. Now, have you ever wondered why is it? that towards the end of January, most people's resolutions are already thrown out the window. Like people just like, they give up on the resolution. By the time January 20 gets here, most people don't even think about the resolution. Why is it so hard to keep those goals or those plans that you already make? Like, you know, people wait for the new year. Oh, I'm gonna do this. And so exciting. It's like new year has dawned, new beginning. I'm gonna accomplish that, but sometimes, you know, you don't get to do them. And then you have to wait for 2024 to do the same thing over and over again. But I'm just asking that question because I have asked that question myself. Why is it so hard to keep those resolutions? Have you ever even thought, have you ever included in the list of resolution, in the list of goals to grow in Christ, to be a better Christian, maybe to be a better husband, a better wife, or a better person in general? Have we we included those things? Why is it so hard to keep him? Could it be that maybe we did not have a lot of commitment or maybe lack of passion? Could that be? Because, you know, if you don't have the passion to do it, I mean, you can just put him on a paper, but if there's no passion, there's no determination, you're not going to accomplish anything. Now, I think... The reason that we don't accomplish many of those goals that we do is because we do not want to do them that bad. And the question that I want to challenge you with this morning is how bad do you want to do them? How bad do you want to do this? Let me, let me give you an example of what I mean by this. How bad do you want it? You remember Black Friday? That person wanted that 65-inch TV so bad that he or she is willing to stay all night on the line in the cold weather because they want that TV that bad, that PlayStation, you know, the new, the new model. Like people just, they sacrifice their bodies, they sacrifice their time, they're even, they go hungry, they don't care because they want that so bad. It's almost as if their lives depended upon that. That's what I mean when I say, how bad do you really want it? Because when you want something that bad, you go to the extreme, you don't care. So you see, why is it that sometimes it's hard to keep our resolution? Because Honestly speaking, we don't want it too bad. We got to go lax into them. Because when you want something that bad, you sacrifice yourself for it. There, there was a story of this, the, uh, this guy was in college, a preacher, by the way. And he was in love with this, this, this girl. But she was far away from him, the town that she lived, 43 miles. You know, and he didn't have a car, so he had a bike. He biked. 43 miles to go see her. 
That's how bad he wanted to see this woman. He didn't care. You know, he said the story. He said that one time he got tired, was on the train in Illinois. You know, cornfields surrounded by cornfields, and and uh, and, uh, and a police found him and said, "What are you doing here?" Well, he was gonna go see his girlfriend. That's how bad he wanted. He didn't care. He sacrificed his body, 43 miles biking, to go see the love of his life. That's how bad he wanted it. So the question will still remain: How bad do you want to accomplish those goals that you set out? Perhaps that you're already thinking about for this year. Of all the goals that you have and the plans, I hope that you really do not neglect to work on your relationship with God. Don't place that on the back burner. How bad do you really want to grow? You see, Francis Chan, uh, maybe you, you, you know who he is. He wrote a book entitled Crazy Love. And he has several books. He, he talks about that when he, when he became a Christian, people in the church told him, Francis, you need to read the Bible. He said, he said I remember people told me at church that I needed to read the Bible if I truly wanted to grow. So he said that he would get up early in the morning to start reading because that's how bad he wanted to grow. It's like, well, if that's what that's what it takes for me to grow. I guess I have to get up early in the morning. And he, that's what he did for himself, because that's how bad he wanted to grow in Christ. My friends, how bad do you want to grow in Christ today? You're familiar with an athlete named Michael Jeffrey Jordan, perhaps the greatest basketball player in the world. Maybe one thing you might not know about, about Michael Jordan, when he was in high school, he got cut off from the, from the basketball team. And Michael Jordan had other brothers, and they were taller than Michael. And, and, you know, that was devastating for him. He wanted to play basketball so bad, and then he got cut off because the coach didn't think that he had it. High school. And Michael Jordan used that failure to fuel and to work hard in his game. And you know this, the rest of the story. He became the greatest player in the world. And you know what he used to do? He used to, put, he used to put salt in his shoes because he wanted to grow a little taller. But I didn't know that salt can, <laughs> can do that. But he used to do it because he, wanted, you know, he had older brothers competing against him. He was the shortest one. But he worked hard because he realized, you cut me off from the, basketball, from the high school basketball team, I'm going to show you that I have the skills. And he worked hard. Why? Because that's how bad he wanted to, to play. My question remains, how bad do you want to grow in Christ? Because look at what uh, the Apostle Peter wrote a letter to churches in 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through following. This is what the Apostle Peter said to the churches. He said, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. How bad do you really want to grow in Christ? Notice that Peter's, he said, so therefore, uh, he's connecting what he said previously in, in the previous chapter. He says, get rid of all malice. Now, when we think about years, resolu- uh, years resolution, how about this? Get rid of all malice and hypocrisy. It's almost like you're saying, Lord, help me not to be that hypocritical this year. Lord, help me to be, uh, not to slander people this year. How about that for a year resolution? When think about, and he's writing to church folks. And if he's including these things in there, he knows that church, we people struggle with things like that. 
He said, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy. Lord, help me not to envy people this year. Not to be slander or gossiping, which happens a lot in the churches. So how about, how about those things for uh, year's resolution? And then, you know, and then, and then verse 2, he says, like newborn infants crave the spiritual milk of the word that by it you may grow up in salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. The, the New American Standard Bible says they crave the milk of the word so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So how bad do you truly, do you truly want to grow? Let me tell you how. Like newborn babies, you know what a baby is. When, they, when, they, when they're so tiny, many of you are already parents for the first time, they're craving milk. They're craving food. And, and so Paul, uh, Peter's using the analogy, like babies will crave milk. You and I are to crave the pure spiritual milk of the Word of God. If, if we want to truly grow in Christ. My friends, you and I cannot grow in our relationship with God if we don't read this book. We cannot grow in Christ if we don't feed on the Word of God. And you know, he was testifying, the little boy over there, <laughs> Drew was saying amen over there. Because it's true. As he's craving milk, we are to crave the Word of God if, if we truly want to grow. You see, growing spiritually is going to require determination, hard work. Growing spiritually, it doesn't happen automatic. Just like, oh, I'm a Christian now, I'm going to grow. No, it doesn't work like that. Only babies and plants and things grow automatically. But to grow spiritually, you have to work at it. That's what P- Peter is saying. To the, you got to crave the spiritual milk. And you see the list of hypocrisy, deceit. I think those are signs of somebody who has not truly grown in Christ yet. Because, you know, when you see in churches people envying each other and fighting, it's because we have not truly matured. We have not truly grown in Christ when that happens in churches. And now Peter says, like a newborn baby craves that milk, you are to crave the spiritual milk, the word of God, if you truly want to grow in Christ. So it's going to require that we ask that question, how bad do, do I truly want to grow in Christ? Every year, my friends, every year that, passed, that, that passes by, we have to examine ourselves like, have I grown more in Christ? Have I become less deceitful? Have I become less hypocritical? Because, you know, if this thing started to, you know, to abiding us and we abide in it, we start to be more like Jesus in, our, in the way we deal with one another, in the way that we love each other. We try, we try to love people the way Jesus would love them. We serve people the way Jesus would serve them. When we feed on this word, on his word. Jesus even said in John 17, 17 that it would, it would set you apart. It will sanctify you. The word of God. You see, I think a lot of Christians in our society, they have lost their cravings for, for the things of God, for the word. Sometimes I, sometimes I think we're just content to, to feed on junk food. You know, junk food, I mean, it has some value, but you know what I mean? Eventually, you only eat junk food, you're going to get sick. So we have to, to feed on, on the word of God, on the Bible, God's holy word. If we truly want to grow in Christ. And I think every year I got to say, you know what? I got to be better. I got to get better this year. Athletes do that all the time. You know, they, they review and say, what is it that I did? You know, I, I, I need to work on my free throw. 
Or maybe I need to work on this because, you know, I was really failing. Look at, look at my average. And every year they look, I got to I gotta get better. I got to get better. So as Christians, we should do the same thing. Lord, a year, I got to be a better servant of you. I got to continue to serve you and, and, and to be more like Jesus. I got to grow in my relationship with you. We say Christianity is about a relationship. Amen? Every relationship, you have to work at it. Maybe you had a fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You just want to leave it over there? Well, you know, you have to work. You have to come together and talk about these things. Every relationship, you have to work at it if you want to succeed. If you don't work at it, you know, it takes two. You know, so, so like otherwise, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, you have to just the same applies to our relationship with God. You know, when was the last time you talked to him? That it wasn't just to ask him for something. When you think about that, you know, you know, we talk to our, to our spouse, we talk to our kids, we talk to our, you know, to, to our loved ones because we're developing a relationship. We have this communication. When was the last time we really talked to God and say, Lord, I just want to come to you because I want to, I think you're great. Thank you for all the things you, you have given me. But I think many of us, we just go, Lord, you know, I need this. You know, I'd really like to. But how about, hey, you know. Hallowed be your name. You're such a great guy. And thank you for blessing us in 2020. Thank you for bringing us now in 2023. And Lord, I just want to praise you. And whatever comes in this year, I know you're going to be there with me. Thank you. Because I know I'm not going to be by myself. I'm not going to go alone. Every relationship is going to need nurturing. So how about our relationship with God? But the question will be, how bad do I really want to grow in Christ? You see, I cannot answer that question for you. That's going to be up to you. How bad do you truly want it? You want it so bad that you, your life depends on it. Lord, it's like, I'm not going to let anything get in my way. You know how it is sometimes, say, you know, people have said, I want to read the Bible through the whole year. And they start. And by the second week, they stop. Why? Because they didn't want it that bad. You know, maybe the passion wasn't there because when you want something bad, even though you're reading the numbers and they are a little boring over there, you know, Leviticus and numbers, like you continue because you want it that bad. You say, you know, I want to I know what, what, what he says. I want to know, Lord, what you are like and what you expect of me. As newborn baby, babies crave milk, you are to crave the pure spiritual milk of the word. That's what the, psalm, uh, the psalmist in Psalm 42 says, as the deer pants for water. So my soul pants for you, O Lord. Man, isn't that amazing? It's like my soul pants for you like because I, I'm thirst. I, I'm thirsty for the living God. Like he says, the deer looking for streams of water. I'm looking for you, Lord. And God already said, you're going to find me when you seek me, when you seek me with all your heart. I said, no one, no one can do this for you. It, it's, it's up to you. We, we can provide them the food, but... It's up to you to take it. You have to intake the word of God if indeed you want to grow in Christ. You see, as Christians, we won't grow in our relationship if we don't crave his word. Without the word of God, if you don't digest it, you cannot grow spiritually. You cannot grow in Christ. See, Peter wrote to these Christians to challenge them to get rid of things that are not of God, like deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. And like I said, these are qualities of somebody who has not matured, who has not grown in Christ. Because once you, you, you start growing in Christ, you realize you don't need to be envious of anybody else. Because You don't have to slander people. Uh, when, when it's really, the Bible's always telling us, love one another, pray for one another, carry each other's burden. When we get those things, you know, we're not, there's no room for slandering and gossip and all that stuff. 
I mean, when you, when you see in churches that that's taking place, usually look at the people doing it. They have not truly grown in Christ yet. And Peter's challenging, the, the, challenge, challenging them and challenging us to grow in Christ. How? By craving the pure spiritual milk. And my hope is that you add this to your list of priorities this year. He said, Lord, help me because, you know, sometimes I get distracted or, you know, but I, I really want to grow in Christ. I really want to get to know you in a personal level. I really want to know who you are. And the only way for me to get to know you is to read your biography right here, to, to know what makes you sad, what makes you happy, what you expect of me. You see, my friend, you and I don't have to wait for a new year to change, for, to make a resolution. You can make it right now. He said, Lord. Allow me to make this commitment to you like I want to follow you. That's why Joshua challenged the Israelites one time. Right before they went to possess the land, Joshua told the people, stop wavering between two opinions. If the Lord is God, serve the Lord. But if it's not, serve somebody else. Serve Baal. He says, I don't care. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He already made that priority. He told the people, I don't care what you guys are going to do, but I know my, my choices. I know what I'm going to decide. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made that commitment. So you see, commitments, you, you have to make as a church. I'm going to make a commitment to, to make this my church, my home church, to serve the Lord, uh, to, to invest my time, abilities, uh, uh, talents, and even my own money into this church, which I call my home. You make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, I want to grow with these people. This is my church family. You notice that every person is born into a family. People just don't come out of nothing. You know what I mean? It's a family. And then you, we all have a family. So we all also have a Christian spiritual family to guide us with our spiritual journey. Like I always tell people that they, they want to be long rangers out there. They don't even belong to a church. You need to belong to a church. You need to belong to because you're going to have issues that later on, who you're going to call? Ghostbusters won't help you. You're going to have issues that you need to so maybe go see a priest or a preacher, somebody that has to do with spiritual things. And you don't have a family who you're going to call. But what if you have a family that you now can say, hey, you know, they're my, my, my elders, they're my preacher, they're my friends. I can talk to them about these issues that I have. We all going to have issues, even me. And when I get an issue, I know who I can call around here. He said, you know, I just need to vent today. You know, I just had a, I just had a struggle. Who, who are you going to go to to vent? First of all, don't vent to anybody else. Don't vent to whoever shows up. You have to have some people laid out that you say, I can trust you with my venting. I can trust you with what I, the issues that I have because I know that you're going to keep it between you and me. But if you don't know anybody, that's why long range people out there watching join a church. You don't have to come to this one, but you need a family. You need a, a, to grow in Christ. Because, you know, this is 2023. God has blessed you, and you are alive through a pandemic that's still around. You know, people still getting COVID. You know, praise God that you're still here. Praise God. And, but how bad do you want to grow in Christ? You know, we're all going to face crises and issues and things. Every year, we got challenges. How are you going to handle those challenges? I know how I'm going to handle my, the way I've been doing this through God and through my church family right there. Because if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to love each other. We have to fight for one another. And Peter said we have to crave the word of God so that we continue growing in Christ. See, we have the environment in which we can grow right now through my brothers and sisters in Christ. But now we've got to continue intaking 
the word of God. Peter challenged people grow in Christ. So many times in the Bible, Paul even said it. Continue to grow in Christ. Continue to grow in, in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Continue to grow. They're saying that because growing in Christ doesn't come automatically. You have to work for it. Just like growing in your relationship with your spouse and things. You see, many of you who have been married for a while. It hasn't been <laughs> roses all the time. I mean, sometimes you get up in the morning, you're just like, what, what, <laughs> what did I do? Like, what in the world? Like, what am I doing with him or her? And you still, because you made a commitment, you say, you know what? We're going to work this out. We're going to, we're going to, my wife can tell you sometimes, you know, because, you know, we're not perfect. And say, so how is it that two people that think so differently can come together? You know, because God would make the way. When you and I run out of resources, we don't know what to do. It's like, oh, you know what? Here it is. But guess what? We had to work at it. People don't stay married, you know. If you don't work at it, you, you know. Now they're giving married couples three years. If you, if you pass three years, they give you seven. You know, seriously. Like, and they have this, it's like, so, so many of you that already passed seven, it's like, congratulations. Because according to our world, it's like, you know, it's hard for people to, to do that. Because, again, we forget that we had to work at it. How bad do I want to be with you? How bad do I want to remain in this relationship? And it's going to be up to you to answer that question. How bad do I want it? Lord, how bad do I want to grow in, in, your, in your relationship, in our relationship with you, Father? You see, you don't, have, you don't have to wait for a new year to start making resolutions. You can make it anytime. When you get up in the morning and say, you know, I'm glad I'm alive, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk with you today. And whatever happens on the, on the street, allow me to just respond in a way that will be pleasing to you. I mean, you might get out from here and somebody just cut you off and you be tempted just to maybe give him the finger or do something else. But say, Lord, just let me do the Jesus way here. You know, you know how it is because we're all going to be tempted about us. But Lord... I want to operate by your standard. How bad do I want to grow in 2023 with Christ? I hope that by the time 2024 gets here, that if we were to ask you, how was 2023? They say, man, I have grown. I had experiences and the Lord has helped me. And hey, you know, we made another year. So whatever plans and resolutions you may have for this year, it is my hope and prayer that you do not neglect one of the most important things, which is to work in your relationship with God. To work in your on your, on your journey with the Lord. You started that. You, we, you and I know it's not easy many times. But we don't give up, do we? That's why sometimes when I see people that say, oh, they joined the church and all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. It's almost like, really? Like you just left like that? Well, I mean, what kind of commitment is that? I thought that we were going to be there, you know. You, don't, you just don't abandon the family because something happens. You say, you know, as a family, we're going to struggle together. We're going to fight together. We're going to find a solution for those issues that we might have. That's what families are for. Amen. So your success is going to depend on how much you truly want to do it. So once again, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to grow in your relationship with Christ? Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank